Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we celebrate episode 500 by bringing on Nolan Bianchi. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts over at Lockdown Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today, Scotty, because last week, it was last week, unfortunately, the last week of the season, so we had other things we had to talk about. But today, we're finally going to celebrate the 500th episode of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. And there's no way we couldn't do that without, no way we could do that without bringing back the original host of the podcast, being a good friend of both of ours, Nolan Bianchi, also writer for the Detroit News. Nolan, I'm just super pumped to have you on today, man. I'm super pumped to be here. It's good to see you guys, as always. It's, you know, every time uh, I come back, you guys get fancier and fancier. I have some things to get off my chest, many things to get off my chest, actually. And I look forward to chopping it up with you guys and doing a how do you feel about it Friday. We're taking it way back, and I appreciate that. So maybe we'll get a little I'm bit excited. of a lemon tree update in there, too. We don't, we'll yeah, see, we'll see right. what we have in store. Um, <laughs> Amongst talking about things that we were going to discuss on today's episode, you had brought up, basically you had some things you needed to get off your chest, Nolan, regarding the the fan base and Twitter discourse surrounding this Red Wings team. And uh, I'm just going to let you take it away here, like old times sake. So I'm a little late on this. Uh, This is a better, this is a more timely topic, like maybe a week or two ago. Uh, But you guys, not you guys, I'm talking to Red Wings fans out there. You need to stop giving these idiots a platform with like when like something I cannot stand and and just don't understand to begin with is when somebody with like eight followers has a take that Larkin sucks and all of a sudden like the entire world explodes on Twitter about like how could you say that and then like like don't get me wrong I don't think it's ever a bad day to like defend Dylan Larkin and you know say nice things about Dylan Larkin but it becomes one of those things where like you're you're like who are you who are you talking to you're just like talking at each other being like yeah yeah good point he is a 1c like you know if if people don't think that just let him be I'm so sick of logging onto my timeline like on a twice weekly basis and seeing like the, the internet explode with people who are upset that some jerk off with no followers <laughs> has is saying that Dylan Larkin can't be a one C and that he's a placeholder captain. Like a it's, guy, it's, it's ridiculous. A guy with six numbers after his user ID, his yes, account was yeah. created last month and he's following 10 people with three followers himself. And like, you're going to, you're going to take his opinion to, to, to home or, or like those, uh, now don't get me wrong. If it was somebody like prominent who was saying it, then yes, I like got it ruin your day. Yeah. But like <laughs> the, the, what's crazy to me is that this was, this was the, the path that one of these, uh, days took is some guy on a blog. I won't name because, you know, I get it. I used to be like 19 and want to like make a name for myself writing and thinks that, you know, like just getting clicks is like good. And that's all that really matters. <clears throat> there was a clickbaity headline on one of those fan blogs uh, and you like everybody just let it ruin their day. How could this person write this blah, 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 blah. Hey, did you read that? No, I didn't read it. 
don't read it. Like, don't let it. And then it gets <laughs> all the way through the Red Wings Twitter sphere to the point that I'm on Twitter the next day and I see Darren McCarty going off on Woodward Sports about it. Leave Dylan Larkin alone, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how did we get here? Because it's something that some 19 year old person wrote. His brain's not fully developed. <laughs> There's. There was one this year. I don't remember when it was, but there was yeah. one. How old are you? I think it developed at 25. I'm not 26. Okay. So I'm I got, I got a little bit to go. I'm not fully yeah, developed. Um, <laughs> his brain is not fully developed. <laughs> his head is There's fully like, developed. There was gigantic. I, I want to say it was like right before the All-Star break, but there was one of those where that's a, like one of these situations happened and it was – Definitely Larkin oriented, but I don't remember the exact argument or situation or what happened, but I spent, I kid you not, like an hour of my day trying to go through and find anybody who was actually saying what all these people were defending. And I was like, who are we, who are we even yelling? Like, I I don't even see anyone saying they're like, like Larkin is, is like the captain of this team. And he, and all the replies agree. There's no quote tweets of like this person's uh, uh, like an idiot because look what he or she said. Like it's all everyone's just talk. And I don't know who actually I'm like, I don't believe that anyone actually said this. I think people just woke up this morning and were like, yeah, like anyone who says this is stupid. And everyone else is like, hell yeah, you're right. And no one actually had the take to start off with. And it's <laughs> yes. like, yes, I, I spent I kid you not like an hour trying to find anyone that actually disagreed with the take that was flying out there, and I could not find any. I remember yes. waking up that morning uh, when this discourse began, and I was like, where is this coming from? And I also started the original article that y- you were referring to, Nolan, and I'm just like, how off-base is this? And then what, a week later, Larkin's season is shut down. So I'm assuming this whole discourse began because his, produ- them, yeah. his production dipped um, in this after the All-Star break. And then we come to find out that, his production dip because which, he which still surgery. had 69 points in 71 games this year, nice. which is not bad. It's yeah. nice, I would say, at yeah. the same time. Um, nice. But like after the All Star break, you could he was obviously up, games too, he was a point there. he was a point above um, a point per game for the longest time before the All Star break. Even after the All Star break, I think he still had 16 points in the remaining games. So it's not like he was unproductive, despite the fact that he was hurt. So obviously that's hindsight. But the fact that I mean the guy is having the best year career of his or best year of his career and you're gonna try and just clickbait an article out there for clicks and this whole discourse started it's like guys come down it's exactly like yeah. you said nolan just like sometimes and we get it sometimes on the lockdown red wings account i you know you you have several thousand followers on twitter sometimes people will just say something in your replies and you just want to like strangle them but usually you're better off not replying because they're looking for the they're looking for the yes. you know retaliation the internet is not a real place. And I have to say this, like in, I have to say this to myself. Sometimes I have to say it to my family. Sometimes they'd be like, people are doing this. Who? Well, you know, people. people and I'm like, you're not, you don't know what you're talking about. Like that, that doesn't exist. What you're this, saying happened did not happen. This is a conversation and, that I've been having weekly with my therapist for at least a year. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, like, I'm not kidding. She's like, there's like the, the like none of these people would say any of this to your face and like it's not an actual pl- like you can't go to twitter like it's not a p- real place none of the, all these people are hiding behind like whatever like all these people just want like attention it's just an, a, an, a website where everybody is looking for attention in some way or another and so like 
the what when that happens like linking it back to the original point like when that happens and when everybody freaks out like like you're you're giving it to them and then I mean, so i started doing there's a there was a really really wild discourse on tiger's twitter i want to say uh well it would have been right before riley green got hurt like days before riley green got hurt about riley green and it was started by a former beat writer for the tigers and i was like and and so i literally tweeted and every like got like hundreds of like like everybody knew what i was talking about didn't quote tweet it like everybody else and just said no i'm not interacting with the tweet yes he is wrong and then just left it at that yeah everyone knew what i was talking about i did not give any attention or notice to the like origin of it I was like, let's stop talking about it. It's ridiculous. We can all acknowledge it's ridiculous, and let's not involve ourselves with it anymore. Yes, 100%. And then, so real quickly, though, you also had something you want to talk about, the, the whole Predators thing as well? I yeah. Want, I want to make so sure you can get your licks in there. Yes. I have, I have a list here of, of grievances that, that we need to, to get through here. Uh, you, me, everybody in Red Wings Nation – uh, need to stay on these these fools because the Predators social media team has been at it again, talking about the hockey town. And actually, you don't really even need to. I'm going to be real honest. Like, it's just something that I have fun with because, like, they came at me and then, like, it ended horribly for them. And so I would know that they will never clap back at me again. And so I've just been trolling them. Uh, they called themselves Hockey Town because they had, like, the highest attendance percentage uh, in terms of capacity, which actually, yeah. if you like sorted it by like number of attendees per game, they would have been like 12th on the list. And they were also, like hockey town. Uh, also and, a year where Canadians couldn't go to their own games for the bulk of the season as well. Yes. Yes. That's an excellent point. Uh, and um, so during, I, I, I don't even know like if I, this is a, a grievance or if I would just want to say, just be on the lookout or if I want to apologize for cluttering your timelines, but until the natural predators are eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs, I am going to be trolling them into oblivion. And it's going to be a great time. I was tweeting them after every single goal on Tuesday night. It's <laughs> it Thursday was night. Really, Tuesday right night now, was we only ride. got three hours until we do it again. I could not be more excited to watch this team burn. And it almost – I almost feel bad a little bit that it's coming at the benefit of the Colorado Avalanche, which may be a little sacrilegious of me. But screw that. I'm all the way on – on team Colorado for this series, because I, I like Taylor Lewan, former Michigan offensive lineman. He, yes, like, I saw that. he, he outed himself <laughs> as like such a fake fan because they tweeted that it was two nothing. And then he quote tweeted it and said, hell yeah, hockey town. And then I just like, dude, that, so actually here's what I'm, didn't the predators gonna reply ask to that to with do. we're losing Taylor yeah, or something? Taylor, like Taylor, we're not winning. So if you <laughs> know any like celebrity uh fans of the National Predators, just let me know. Just just be my watchdog. Let me know where I gotta go, where I gotta sniff around, you know, uh, and and help me out on that front. Last thing, because I know we're reaching the end of the segment, we gotta move on towards bigger and better things. I'm very terrified of the Toronto Maple Leafs actually making a run here. Two reasons. One, I know they lost pretty badly to the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night, but they actually fought back pretty well, and I don't think that they're necessarily scared of the Tampa Bay Lightning. God, no. Two, the Tampa Bay Lightning seem like they seem they were very bad, and they're they, they seem a little vulnerable. And also, I think like if you look back at the 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 year after Detroit went back to back to the Stanley Cup Finals, um, 
they played Col- or they played Arizona in that opening round series, and they were a much better team than Arizona, but they were exhausted. And Arizona took them to seven games. They were Phoenix back then. But the, the Coyotes took them to seven games, and I just think that was the nature of having gone through that battle twice. And one thing you got to remember with the Lightning is they didn't even do it on a normal timeline because they won in October, November in yeah. 2020, and then they won Four again months. like five months later. So – They've been through a lot of shit lately, and and you have to think that they're they're pretty mentally, physically drained. And I do think that while this is somewhat of a nightmare scenario for Toronto having to get over this curse in the opening round against the the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's also a dream scenario if they can come out and win it because you have all the confidence in the world after beating the Stanley Cup champions. I think back to what Darren McCarty said about that the March 26, 1997 game when they beat the living hell out of Claude Lemieux in the Colorado Avalanche at Joe Louis Arena. And he said, after that game, we finally knew everything was going to be all right. And they went on to win the Cup that year. And then they went on to win the Cup next year. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with Toronto, but – as much as we love to clown them and say they'll never win anything, I think if they can get past this Tampa Bay Lightning team, they have a very good shot of going to the Stanley Cup final. Done. Beautiful. They, they I mean, they got an absolutely <clears throat> stellar core. It, what Austin Matthews has done this season is is amazing. And as much as we like to clown Michael Bunting for having played with Gordie Howe, um, you know, he's <laughs> he's a really really good rookie as well. And he, if you look at his individual possession metrics, even without taking away his teammates and linemates he's played with, he's had you know, a very impactful season on the Toronto Maple Leafs, but so they're, they're a scary team. They're a scary and team. They made me nervous. Like, so I, I bet on the lightning the other night because I was like, okay, they're going to have to bounce back. This is on Wednesday night. Yes. Yeah, on Wednesday night when, when the lightning won game two and they almost came back in that game. They were, they had a power play with like a minute and a half left and they looked very, very, very dangerous. I was like, Oh no, like they might do this thing. They obviously didn't. They lost five to three whatever, but it's clear that this is a different Toronto Maple Leafs team than we're accustomed to seeing. So we'll see what happens. All right. We'll see what happens in the meantime. Got to talk to you guys today about built bar. Summer is coming. And with summer, you're going built to need bar, some baby. food on the go. Oh, do I got a banner for this one, Scotty? I do. Uh, Let's go. Never do. Oh, I got nice. a built. I got a built bar banner. Built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw it in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you will you are fueled for your summer adventures. All built bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that was that with built bar you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing so. Built bar makes sure that it's something for, there's something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? It's got to be you know that the brownie flavor. Every time I think it's like. I just have a weakness for brownies, guys. Like literally anything that's brownie flavored, I just consume it. It's just that that rich chocolatey flavor. And Built Bar's got that too. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might need to try the Mix Box. The Mix Box comes with 12 flavors of Built Bars and Puffs. Go to Built.com and get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We have Nolan Bianchi of the Detroit News, the first host of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, as we kind of do a little pseudo-celebration of 500 episodes. We reached that mark last week, but again, unfortunately, because of how busy the final week of the season is, we didn't get to celebrating it until now. 
I mean, you did the bulk of the show. I, I, we came in this season and just carried us across the finish line, so to speak. But uh, still, you built still, it from the ground up, yeah. Nolan. Appreciate yes, that. Sir. Appreciate that. Um, so now we talked early. <laughs> Stop. You're ridiculous. <laughs> early in the season, uh, or earlier in the week, rather, we discussed our whether or not we thought the season was a success and our biggest surprise and biggest disappointments from the season. And I just want to get your take, you know, as our predecessor here at Lockdown Red Wings, if you thought first and foremost, if you thought the Red Wings season was a success this year and um, what metric you're using to determine that. Uh, the metric that I'm using to determine that is the Noli metric, which was my own metric, was my season prediction before the year started, which was that this is going to be a team that hopefully competes for a playoff spot about midway through the year, and then the trade deadline comes and the wheels fall apart and they end up with the eighth best lottery odds. I'm pretty sure I said that verbatim, and that is exactly what happened. So, yes, I am deeming it an overwhelming success. They have a shot at the number one <laughs> overall pick. We all knew that this was not going to be – and don't get me wrong. The, the the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, that was all good and well. But, like, I think we could all see, you know, it, Steve Irisman even referenced it in his end-of-the-year press conference that this was a team who was winning games that they should or against equal or lesser competition. And then when they played against the big teams, they, they had a lot m- more difficult time winning those games. And especially as you started to get into the second half of the year, the wheels completely fell off. And they started losing those games by a lot more and a lot more. So that is the only thing that does give me pause about deeming this season a success is that you really, for the last two months of the year, you didn't go out with your head held high necessarily. Like I I would have much preferred those games to be one goal losses, two goal losses. Like I think they set a record this century for losing by five or more goals. And that is unacceptable. That is the reason why Jeff Blaschel, I believe, was ultimately let go because oh, I think yeah. if that second half collapse isn't anywhere near as ugly, I think there's probably about a 50, 50 chance that he ends up coming back because I think we all knew what this team was and, and, you know, he, he referenced it uh, in that press conference where he said, you know, the, the defensively, like it was just, it was so, so bad. It was so awful. Um, so yeah, I would, I would deem it a minor success, a major success for me and my predictions and a gigantic failure for Jeff Blaschel. And, you know, not to go down that road again, because Scotty and I, Scotty and I did talk about the, (laughs) Scotty and I did talk about the Jeff Blaschel thing too. Um, But you echoed a lot of the sentiments I had as well. Like I thought this year was a real litmus test for um, Jeff Blaschel and that he's finally got some talent around him. And if he can have any modicum of success, then he will come back. And then he, the wheels fell off as you so predicted, and they fell off hard, harder than I've ever seen wheels fall off before. I mean, the you know nine to two loss to Arizona, the eleven to what one loss, eleven to two loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins, the ten to seven loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, that was saw, a whale of a time though. I was at that, that game; was it was nutty. That was that was a lot of fun. I I don't regret anything about that game at all. Well, they, they came I, back and they okay. Lost. Here's here's something I've never seen before. <clears throat> I actually can't even remember seeing it before the season where a goaltender gets chased and then the second goalie is so yes. bad that they just put the first one back in and that happened twice in five games. Twice Seriously. in five games. I, I've never bef- seen that before. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we talked about it. We are like, I have, has anyone ever seen that at any level? And it happened twice in like a week and a half. Yeah. And we were like, what? It is the most remarkable thing <laughs> I, I've, I've ever seen and it happened twice almost back to back. So, and then... It- 
in regards to that season two, obviously we we all collectively here view it as a success. Um, Nolan, Scotty, and I gave minor our, success, like, a major success for me. Well, yeah, I think a success is the organization. Um, but you're 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 silly. You're silly. I just caught what you said. Surprises <laughs> just, and just disappointments. Clicks. Yeah, is surprises and for? disappointments. What players okay. do you think were surprises and disappointments for you? I would say minor surprises. And I say minor surprises, not because I think they minorly succeeded, but because I think we all had some semblance of hope that they would have this season. And that would be Dylan Larkin, Mo Sider, and Lucas Raymond. Like I was I was all aboard like these guys possibly having serious breakout seasons from jump even before the preseason when they looked really good. Uh, I think Dylan Larkin is was a, a pleasant surprise because of the way he rebounded after a, a not so great year. And he's kind of had that little bit of a roller coaster. He, over the course of his career. So you'd like to see him be able to build on this and put together a second strong season. But I think just the way that, uh, you know, he kind of was at the forefront of pretty much everything good that was happening. He was at the forefront of, of defending his teammates, which probably is not ideal, but you kind of do love to see your captain stepping up like that. Uh, Michael Rasmussen, I would say was a pleasant surprise, even though again, not to toot my own horn is the biggest Michael Rasmussen defender running. Uh, I was, you could kind of feel after the end of last season that he was getting ready to, to take a little bit of a step and he hasn't like still been the most productive guy in the world. And I understand that uh, maybe his best ability has been, you know, the lack of availability within some of the other guys in the lineup. Some of the other guys got traded at the deadline, but I still did think that he had, an, he got better this season. He looked better this season. Uh, and then I'm going to go with Oscar Sunquist. Like he was a lot of fun to watch uh, when he came over. Uh, he had, I believe it was eight points in 18 games. So like, I think that if you're just going off that, it was a little bit of a success. And then he brought a lot with the physical game as well. So I think he is somebody that Red Wings fans are going to enjoy watching in the future. Uh, disappointments. I hate to say it. And it, it's probably beating a dead horse because I'm probably, I'm pretty sure you guys probably already mentioned him, but Phillips Adina, uh, it, like it's just so it, when Brian asked me that question, I said, I literally said, Phil Zadina, next question. It didn't even yeah. want to like break it down. Like, I didn't it was even the, let me finish we had a the question. <laughs> well, right, we had a so, discourse after everyone. I literally said, there is one painfully obvious answer, and that's all there is to it. I think there's a couple and, other guys that maybe weren't as disappointing, but Zidane definitely is like the top, unfortunately, on that list. Yeah, I would probably throw P. Suter in that list as well, just because you would have liked to see him produce a little bit more given the the role that he was given this year as a second-line center. And that line with him, Bertuzzi, and Fabry was clicking for a while. Fabry gets hurt. Bertuzzi, you know, he, he gets Up hurt at times. He can't play at times. He's Stuff going all over the lineup. Too, yeah. yeah. And, and that was just the kind of season that they had. Like, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, say that injuries and the trade deadline and all that other stuff didn't have anything to do with the, at least on a, a very low level, like the, the fall apart that came at the end of the year. Um, but Phillips Adina, and I don't want to go into it too much either because again, it has probably been beaten like a dead horse, but you could tell from the beginning of the season that he was just white knuckling absolutely everything. Like it's like when you're going through like a rainstorm and you've never Drove, driven in a rainstorm before and you're you just like got a death grip on the steering wheel that's how it felt like he he had he was on the stick most of the most nights whenever he got a decent opportunity his way and i don't think that you can play very well when you know you're feeling like that so uh it is what it is hopefully hopefully the new maybe, coach i mean gives him yeah, a nice exactly, more yeah. comfortable environment or something i don't know yeah. but yeah 
I mean, I also think there's an argument to be made too. Not an argument. I think Zadina is far and away the, the biggest disappointment for the season. But I think Adam Ernie was pretty disappointing in the season too. I mean, this yeah. is a guy. I don't, I don't think expectations are very high for Adam Ernie, which is why I don't think he's like the most well, they disappointing. Were for me. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't he go yeah, into arbitration last year, and then he went no out one, and he yeah. had did did he even break ten points on the season? Like I don't. Yeah, he had thirteen points in seventy nine games, which is not great. Disappointment because we did come to know him as like a, a point per game player. At the, in yeah, the twenty absolutely season, we so. did. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely disappointed. Uh, um, that's just jokes, folks. We're gonna finish the final segment. Uh, after this, we'll do a little bit of how do you feel about it Friday, the segment that Nolan founded. And uh, but first, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. Watch this, Scotty. Wow, you made one. I literally made it while no one was talking because I knew you were going to talk. Some <laughs> Where's the code? There's no code. Okay, there's no code. Well, it's just never mind that. Betonline.net well, is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's Run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Betonline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Betonline, where the game starts. Are you are you gonna are you gonna wait until the end again, Scotty? Or are you gonna do a good segment? You're not gonna see it coming, man. I feel like I'm seeing it coming right now. Um, segment three, locked on Red Wings podcast. We're gonna do a little bit of a how do you feel about it Friday um, with the founder, man. With the founder, how do you feel about it, founder? It's like old time. So I think the the question that needs to be asked first and foremost, because we are celebrating episode 500 for us, is to you guys as a whole, all of us as a whole, how do you guys feel about the fact that Lockdown Red Wings has been around for over 500 episodes now at this point? Like, that's crazy. Shocked, enamored, excited. I'm happy for you guys that you've uh, been able to pick up the torch and kind of run with it. And you guys are obviously on YouTube now, and that's exposing you to a much bigger audience. And you guys seem to have uh, found a lot of success that way. And uh, obviously, you know, doing the show for as long as I did, and, you know, caring about it as deeply as I did for such a long period of time. Like, I don't know if I if I talked about this a lot on, on my goodbye show. I might have. So if you're, like, hearing this again, like, uh, sorry. But, like, when I got this show, it was two months before the pandemic. Uh, I think they played about 60 games over the, the 300 episodes that I did, which was long and it was brutal. But at the same time, it gave me something to care about during the pandemic when I had pretty much lost all my work. So this podcast really has meant everything in the world to me and to see uh, it go to capable hands, two people that I really like, two people that I think very highly of and are very talented. It brings me a lot of joy to see you guys doing well and being able to keep that, uh, keep that flame burning uh, into the next, next generation here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, it's, I, I, I just I always think back to like the first time I was ever on the show because I was a guest before I was a before I was a co-host and uh, I was a guest and Nolan had messed up his leg. Oh yeah, and I remember those days. I got yeah. I got zoomed in and Nolan was like bedridden. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I haven't moved from his spot. Like, I I so. suffered a grade three ankle sprain. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I haven't had a high school football game. in like a long time. And I was like, damn, like this is like my first time meeting. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, like that sucks. Went on there and, and proclaimed that that Anthony Mantha would be a point of game player in this upcoming in that upcoming season. Um, 
And then I, I'm sure I had a couple of other horrible takes, but that's the one I really remember. Um, and then like a week or two later, Nolan, I, I had uh, I had started the Bentley show and then Nolan reached back out to me and was like, hey, like I, I was I guess twice. I don't remember, but I don't uh, think so. Somewhere. I think you only guessed one time and I was like, yep, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think it was just the once. And uh and yeah, and I, I had just done like the like the doll to Detroit stuff and did the start of the Bentley show and everything. And um and yeah, no no one reached back out and brought me on. And that's it's wild that it's been it's been like well over a year now. Like that's crazy. That's really, really wild that that, that I started February of twenty twenty one. And that's it. It's 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 crazy. I mean, five hundred is is wild, and and I've been here for a for a good amount of them and everything, and just going through. I mean, that off season, that that, that, well, that and I mean, all the drafts were serendipitous. Yeah, the what draft stuff last year was was pretty crazy. We we put in some work on the, those draft profiles. That was dude, crazy. We'd go. We do four a days. We were like, yeah, yeah. like we're knocking out one at like noon. Yeah. Got another one at two, like three, five. Yeah. Like we were, we we were fiends with the with the draft profiles that uh, that. And then like I mean everything like then like going to to like on draft night and everything and uh, like going to LCA for that and, and talking to people. I don't know. Like it's, it's all, it, it feels like much longer than like a year and whatever, three, four months, but it also feels like it was just, you know, a couple of weeks ago at the same time. I was the creep that listened to the episodes and listened to you guys talk afterwards and just like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting texts from Brian <laughs> At like there was one night specifically there was a I, he got sent me a text at like 1 30 and he's like when you sent me the email you said that there was a specific spot that we needed to cut and i can't find it and him oh, and i yeah, spent like that was the worst we spent like half an hour trying to find this like one there was like this one quote that Noah and i were like yeah we need to cut that and brian and i could not find it in the audio and uh we Finally found it and he's like all right we're just gonna have to hope that the rest of this is good because i'm cutting this out and then just going to bed and i was like yeah was so like, totally there was fine. so me and scotty would record it like 10 or 10 30 and then brian would edit it when he got home from his night shift at work at like two in the morning uh and there were so many times where like me and Scotty would record the episode and then just stay on zoom shooting the shit for like another three hours and then brian would text Literally. us and be like Guys, can you please send me the episode <laughs> so I can go to bed? Oh, like man. that happened like way too many times. Like honestly, yeah. like okay. too, yeah. like too okay. many times. But yeah, no, yeah, we'd finish recording and just and yeah, and we just end up talking for like the next fucking three hours or whatever. Oh yeah. In the uh, in, in in all fairness, in the interest of being transparent, there may have been times that that happened, but how many times were there where Nolan goes? Ryan, cut that. And I just completely missed it. And like it would go over the, like there there, 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 were, there, were, there were a handful. I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean no, that never happened. No, 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 never no, happened. No, so there's one time you're fired. I'm the host. Again. <laughs> there's one time specifically where a buddy of mine texted me and he's like, and he's like, Did you not edit this? And I was like, What? And he's like, dude, and he sent me like the like a screen recording of like the audio. 
And it's literally Nolan reading an ad and he screws up the ad and he just goes, Brian, cut that. And then there's like 10 seconds of silence. Then he just continues the ad again. <laughs> and we just published that show. And I was like, oh, like, doesn't really matter, I guess. Like, whatever. But yeah, I, I, I that did happen a couple of times. I mean, that's what happens. You know, again, coming home at like two in the morning to record the episode, I, I put it at 1.5 times speaks. I'm just like wanting to go to bed. Uh, completely yeah. owning up to my flaw there. <laughs> but uh no no one like we uh, scotty scotty obviously not to get too overly sentimental here but you know it is 500 so it needs to be said you know scotty owes this his hosting job to you and i also owe my hosting job to you because you're the one who reached out to me to produce for you guys during the pandemic and then when you uh, let us know ahead of time that you're going to step down you're the one who recommended me to take over for you and so and then of course you you having done like what three at least 300 of these episodes we don't actually have a total count um you built the foundation up so you know i coming in to record with scott didn't have to worry about building it from the ground up there's already a set listener base so like well yeah we we're having fantastic success and the listeners have been great um you know we're almost at 700 subscribers on youtube you know that wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for all the hard work that you had put in beforehand so you know this is definitely like you're it feels still like it's your love child you know yeah you guys are my love children <laughs> you're doing great work and i'm proud of you guys so great we're at 33 so, minutes but we only asked one question for how do you feel about a friday so i think i think, any, I think we need to do it scott what do you got to do what do i got to do yeah, you want to do, do 11 tree for? no no i i want to do a how do you feel about a friday but i want to make sure you have the time Oh no! You're oh, that's good. right. If you give me you no, if we're done in the next five minutes, we're chilling. Okay. How do you feel about mini golf? Because I love it. Or actually, you go first. Massive fan. I'm going first. I love it. There's <laughs> one right around the corner. I go all the time. It's the the greatest thing. I'm such a huge fan. I used to take um, back in like high school. I take like dates there. Like it's like my favorite thing to do. It's, Were they successful dates? It. What what do you determine successful? I'm, that's we're not getting down there. Right? <laughs> it's it's very, very fun. And there's one, like I said, like really close to where I am, and it's it's I am a, a frequent attendee. Uh big, oh I, I also like mini golf. I don't go that frequently, but I always enjoy it when I go. I didn't get many wow. dates, so I, I didn't get that many opportunities to go. <laughs> I have always, this is going to sound like the stupidest thing in the entire world, but I've always been obsessed with colors and like activities that are a lot of colors and mini golf is like <laughs> colorful. What about, have you and ever been like glow in the dark still, one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there, there was a couple of them. There was yeah. one Lakeside Mall. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One by um, Lakeside, yeah. Glow yeah. golf. Uh, yes. But like, so I used to hang out at Jody Mars Fieldhouse a lot. I played on a couple of lower hockey teams there growing up. And like my favorite activity was to just go rogue in between games and go into the, the bayou there. And they had a mini golf course in there. And I knew all the places where like balls would like get would bounce and get lost and uh i had like a box of probably like 300 miniature golf balls that i had stolen from jody marsh field that was over the years uh like over multiple multiple years and it was like my greatest uh pride and joy but i'm still obsessed with mini golf 
Um, and really anything that's like super extravagant, like you remember those, this is going off topic now, but those, uh, when you're growing up, those gumball machines at Walmart that would be like oh, yeah. the size of like two refrigerators where it'd be like the cranks and the levees and like oh, yeah. dip over and, you know, stuff like that. Like I've always been obsessed with stuff like that. So, um, love mini golf. <laughs> More complex, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you got, you got anything real quick? Um, how do you feel? Oh, I think I asked I pulling Brian. an Ethan here. I am pulling an Ethan. I, I think I know I asked Brian this, um, a while ago, but I do want Nolan's opinion on, um, have you been informed of the Cheetos Mac and cheese? Yes. And actually, oh, no way. No way. He's about to pull out a box of Cheetos Mac and cheese right now. Oh, wow. This time? Wow! Yes. Are you Except a fan? I've been, waiting, I, I've been waiting for the right night. So funny enough, this is the only. So I have an ottoman that has like the you know you pull the top yeah, yeah. off. Uh, this is the only thing that's inside. Yeah, love it. And it's been in there for like six months. I've been waiting for the perfect night to pull it out. This so is have you tried it before? Me. No, I haven't. But maybe tonight's the night. You're in for a wild ride tonight. Okay. All right. In the best way possible. It's it's amazing. You know. It's so good. It's it so, so good. good. So I don't Sorry. know how I feel about it, but I'm I'm ready to try it. You're that gonna find out how you feel about it. World. There's like Friday. not that many things within my arm's reach right now, and this just happened to be one of them, and that's the funniest thing ever. That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah. that's unbelievable, actually. Oh, all right. We gotta wrap this up. Uh Nolan, again, thanks for coming on. Appreciate always you're you. always welcome. Always welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, can I can I plug some stuff real quick? Go yeah, out and oh, buy absolutely. the uh the latest copy of our Detroit magazine. I have the cover story on there on Detroit City Football. Uh and then also if you go by the health guide from last month, I have the cover story on that too, on Chris Draper and his love for pickleball. Uh so go check them out. Awesome. I think you'll really like him a lot. And then uh yeah, follow me on Twitter at Nolan Bianchi and subscribe to the Detroit News. There you go. Definitely to subscribe to the Detroit News. Big lots of lots of Detroit City FC coverage coming your way. Thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL from first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, one more time, Nolan. Thanks so much for coming on. Like I said, you're welcome anytime. Um, that's going to do it. Scotty and I will be back Monday. I uh, don't really know what's in store for us yet, but we'll have something for you guys. Can I do the sign off? Absolutely. All you same want. time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Every day.